Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right, Jenny, are you okay? Are you ready to go? Can we do this? Yes, but um, this is this is going to be a heavy one from the start. My favourite kind of episode. <laughs> Straight into the nitty gritty, don't we? Welcome to Two New Mums. Um, so look, just before we started recording, Jenny was, um, she was upset and yeah. we had a good chat and we had to talk through it. And then I said, look, why don't you talk about this on the podcast? Because one, as we all know, this is our therapy sesh, guys. Um, and also, I just think it's quite important because I think what you've been going through is very relatable. Um, well... I hope not too relatable for people, but people go through a lot as well as being a new mum and that's something we need to address. But also I think a lot of people, Jenny, are interested in how you are since, you know, what was it, four or five episodes ago and you talked about how you had been um, diagnosed as depressed mm-hmm. and I just think, you know, there's a, we had such a huge outpouring of love and support and um, a lot of you feeling the same. So I just wanted to sort of see... How are you and where you're at? And obviously just talk through what happened, but I think it's important. Yeah, thank you. So with the depression, I actually, and I I love saying this for several reasons, but I actually am pretty confident when I say I'm not depressed anymore or right now at this present moment. And that's a mixture of um, therapy and talking to mental health advisors and um following their guidance and really looking after myself and prioritizing myself and, and and the amazing people I have in my life around me as well and just bear being my sunshine every single day um and I think that's do great you, do you think do you think that turned around from the moment that you sort of one had it said back to you sort of diagnosed as it were and also for you to be so honest about it to open up to everyone in your life so mm. you could then go right I've got the support now is that do you think from that moment it's sort of improved yeah it's 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 so scary putting it out there and ever since I have there's probably not a day that's gone by where I've not thought oh I really overshared on that episode it's it's hard to talk it's very hard but it honestly helped and I think because you were so great and you listening was so great and my friends and family have been so great and it's that validation that you need when you're struggling it's like you don't want to be whatever it is that's upsetting you getting you down making you anxious you don't want the response ever to be oh don't worry about that because that's 
the worst way to respond. All you need someone to say to you, regardless of what it is, is, gosh, that must be really hard. Because then you feel like that person that you've spoken to has almost absorbed half of it by validating it and saying, I get that that's hard. You know, even if actually you don't get it because you yourself aren't anxious. Mm. And so that's really, really helped me. But um, what I didn't talk about, and and I think that's great because if you're going through something and you're feeling that way and and you're a parent right now, it's so heavy and it's so incredibly hard, but you are going to be okay. And I have to say that you are going to be okay. There is a light at the end of that tunnel, um, which is so important. And Yeah, that's amazing. um, But what I didn't talk about um, when I, on that episode, was sharing how I'd been told I had depression and what I was going through. I also had just found out that my best friend of 20 years was um, poorly. And sadly, a few weeks after that, she passed away. And the reason I've not really spoken about it is because how I'm getting right now, it's it's really hard to talk about. And um, it's also, you know, me and my best friends, we've all been quite internal with it and quite private with it in the way we've kept it as our news because, you know, she was our friend and we just wanted to keep it close in that news. And so I hope they don't mind me talking about it. I'm sure they wouldn't, but it's, um, you got to share it because grief is something that affects everyone. And it's, um, I know all my friends, there was, we're a close group and we've lost one of the best parts of the group and we're all parents. Um, well, not everyone, but a lot of us are parents and, I know like me they're just going through the motions every day and looking after their kids and not probably not fully processing it because we haven't got the time to and you might be a parent now that's going through something like that and it's really really hard but the reason I was so upset when we connected to record this episode is because with grief moments out of nowhere will just floor you and I was listening to something I'd done for work actually and um, the song Tracy Chapman talking about a revolution came on and that was one of her favorite songs and it like embodies her as well because she was so incredibly strong and formidable and a real feminist and um it just it 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 just gets you and it stops you in your track and you were great amy because i just said i'm crying as we connected and you were like please take your time and cry don't push that down Mm. and you've encouraged me to talk about it and i think it's just another way we can be honest isn't it and say um Let's keep sharing and let's keep being honest about where we're at and how things are really, really hard and you throw a kid in the mix and it's almost impossible some days. I mean, yeah, it's intense enough having a child and what you've had to go through is just huge. And I think this is it. And you were apologising, kind of going, I'm sorry, I'm crying. I was like, well, (laughs) don't apologise. Like what you've had to go through is massive, but also, you know, as anyone who's been through grief you know it was what 13 years ago my dad died but you have to well you know the best advice I've ever given or felt is just you have to feel it you have to feel all the feelings so if you're having a big sobby cry you can't stop that yeah. don't suppress that you've just got to feel it you've got to listen to that song you've got to you know and it's painful it's all painful and I think it is one of those things as you know everyone deals with grief very differently but the, I think the one thing that does happen is that it can hit you out of nowhere in the yeah. middle of the day like you know I remember moments being in the shower and just being fine and 30 seconds later being on the floor you know it's it's just that's what it does it hits you in waves and it can be incredibly intense or it can be a tiny little thing um 
and it will just get you and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's good to feel that, you know, you should feel that. Imagine if, like I said to you, imagine if you didn't feel anything, that would be weird. Yeah. And um, (laughs) it's hard and yeah, and and, you know, when you've got the added pressure of being a new mum on top of that, it's, Christ, that is a lot. So you just can't forget that. And I know there's a lot of people when I shared earlier in the year about my mum with her cancer diagnosis. And, you know, luckily Sue's great at the moment. But at that point, at that point when I didn't know what was going to happen, I I had to have a drink every day because I couldn't cope with the sort of anxiety and just the whole mental toll of it. I was exhausted, like beyond. So, yeah, you're carrying a lot. And I know when I shared that, a few people messaged me and they were going through issues with their parents or someone in their life who was ill. And when you've got the whole load of a baby and that on top, it's just a lot. So again, yeah. it's, I just wanted to open up with this episode and just say, look, it's you've got to talk to people or you've got to take time out or whatever it is because it is a lot. So yes. um, yeah, I just wanted you to to share it so that you feel a bit, you know lighter yeah. hopefully yeah. thank it you does no, always I, help doesn't yeah it? it does help some it, the funny thing with grief is sometimes you think oh why why am i upset you know it was we're we're lucky to still be here do you know what i mean it's 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 so it's such a hard conflicting feeling with grief yeah but also i think it's such a tribute and you know to your the loved one that you've lost to say how horrifically hard you're finding it because it shows how amazing they were and what an impact they had on your life and um yeah that's um yeah that's probably as much as I could talk about without getting too upset (laughs) no yeah well you've done well and I just think um again with everything I mean you said with that spa day last week how you had a moment and it just hit you and you just need to do more of that don't you You just got to get it out you've got to feel the feelings so yes (sighs) Once a month, at least. Maybe once yeah. a week for a spot. Yes. I think that's about fair. Um, the other thing I did say before recording this episode was, Jenny, uh, well, your reaction immediately made me feel I had to share it. I actually said to you, I did some parenting this weekend, which was so bad. I don't know if I should share it on the episode because I'm nervous. And you laughed <laughs> and said, well, we absolutely have to then. But yes. I am actually ashamed and... I mean, you've said this is going to be relatable, so I really hope so. But I it do is. feel really bad about this. I no. don't feel good about it. I don't want you to feel bad about this because I think everybody listening is going to have been there at some point. Okay. So at the weekend, it was my best mate's 40th birthday on Saturday. And uh, she was having a party. I've not really been out. Have I been out? I don't know. Maybe I've been out. I've been out like once for my other friend's 40th in December. Anyway, so oh I was like, yeah, gosh. I'm going go to go. I'm going to that party. Yeah. It started, Jenny, at 8 p.m., which, you know, risky, oh. you know, bedtime. And bearing in mind, it was up in Leicester in my hometown. So, um, and Kenny had something else on. So he wasn't even there. So I was going to my mum's and my sister was coming over with her kids to look after Eden, which is perfect because she loves being around them. And I was like, well, this is... I've never left her with them before, but I thought, I think this is okay because I'm only like 15 minutes away. So worst case, I'll just come home, you know, and she's with my sister. My sister's got four kids. I don't need to tell her what to do. Um, And Liv, the youngest, is like seven. So she adored her and Eden adore each other. So anyway, so I go out, get ready, a little drink at home. I'm quite excited. I get into town and um, 
you know, an hour in, I messaged them and they sent me the funniest video back of Eden. Just, I was like, how's bedtime going? Because I said to her, I went, look, I don't know. She barely sleeps when she's at my mum's anyway, for some reason. She hates the travel cot there. Right. I, I was like, just keep her alive. It's fine. And she sent me this hilarious video of her just jumping around in her cot with her cousins, <laughs> like just <laughs> laughing and clapping. And it was amazing. And so... I was like, well, look, I'm not taking the pee because my sister's babysitting. I don't want to come home late. And also, look, I'm just going to go in early. I had a few drinks and I thought I'll come home. Basically got a taxi home at half 11. So I reckon I had about three to four Proseccos, maybe probably more likely four. I was drinking quite slowly, but like, you know, I've not been out for a long time. So you feel it, right? Yeah. Now I got home. And then obviously, so Eden was actually asleep in my sister's arms, which was really cute. Um, she hadn't managed, she hadn't put her down in the cot, but I mean, that's, we know how deep those bloody travel cots are. So <laughs> don't even get me started. Impossible. Yeah. So uh, she hands Eden over. My sister goes home with her kids. My mum goes to bed. And then all of a sudden, I'm just, I was like, I'm going to try and get her down in the cot. Eden wakes up straight away. And it was only at that point that I realised I'm really drunk. Oh, God. I am a drunk mum and I still have a child to look after. Yep. And Jenny, it was the most horrifying feeling in the world. Yeah. Like the guilt and all, the shame. Uh-huh. I felt like instant shame. I mean, my mum was there. So, it was, you know, don't call social services just yet. Um, yeah. But it was a horrible feeling. And I thought, Eden's not going down in this car. So, like, I'm in for the lot. This is going to be a tricky bedtime all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. And I just didn't know what to do. And I felt so, I felt, and I was surprised because I hadn't drunk much and I wasn't deliberately binge drinking or anything, but it's just because I'm not used to it. It hits you different. Yeah. Like real different. And I felt a little bit head spinning. And I just, and this is embarrassing, but I just thought I, I, I didn't need to be sick at all. I wasn't that bad, but I thought I want, have you ever had this where you're like, I want the alcohol out of my body? Immediately, yes. Immediately. Because you feel like, out of control and it's horrible. Yes, yeah, yes. I hated it. And I was like, I've got a massive responsibility here. Yeah, I'm not relying on my mum. This is awful. Yep. So I popped Eden in the car and I went and made myself sick. You've got to get, it, get, get the poison out. Yeah, and it did. And I felt immediately sober. <laughs> wow. And, and not just sober, but, and, but then I felt so ashamed Oh. And I remember thinking, should I discuss this on the podcast? And I was just like, oh, fuck. It's the first time I've thought I'm a really bad parent. It was awful. It was so awful. Um, and luckily she went down after that. But it was just, and I woke up and I didn't have a hangover because I'd got it out. Good. But it was just like, it was just I hadn't even thought about when I get home. Yeah. Or I just kind of thought, well, I'm sure Eden will be asleep or she'll go to sleep pretty. I, I don't know. It just hadn't really crossed my mind. Like, yeah. you know, and Kenny wasn't there, but like, it's not fair to ask my mum. Like, I was just, it was just a real, like, I don't know, sobering moment, excuse the pun. Yes. Where I just thought, oh no, this is bad. Yeah. So, well, but it's made me realise I won't be doing that again. Like, you've got to make sure if you're going out. Yeah, I know. It's. I, I don't know. It just. It just felt so bad. It felt so bad. I just don't know if we'll ever enjoy being drunk again because drunk is um, feeling out of control. And yeah, now I have a child. Even if yeah, like you say, your mum was essentially babysitting Eden all night that night and and yeah. in the morning so you know there was a responsible um sober adult there so it's fine you could have but it's you just mm, don't enjoy it you don't no, I've had no. it where it wasn't so much the night so I've had a few drinks um and Christian's not and then in the morning 
Christian's bounced out of bed and he's absolutely fine. And I yeah. was hungover and with me, I get anxiety with a hangover. And mm. I, it was just like you, Amy. It was, But it was the next morning I was like, I need this out of my body. I hate how this has made me feel. Yes. It, it's, it, it's so relatable. You've done nothing wrong there. Like I said, because your mum was there and stuff. But it's just such a change in your life. Like I haven't, I just kind of stopped drinking and have even considered sobriety recently because I'm like, is it even worth it? Yeah, because you're right. The ha- like, I was lucky. I had a bit of a hangover, but just just the kind of one where I just want to eat extra carbs. Yes. Like, nothing too bad. I didn't have headache or anything, which would have been, oh, God, if I'd been ill, then I had a really busy day. It would have been awful. But I think... I was thinking like, well, maybe if you're away, you know, you're away from them, you're in another city or like you're staying away for the night. But even then I feel like I'm going to be like, but what if something happens in the night and I have to get in a car and go to her or get a cab or like, do you know what I mean? Yes. I just think you suddenly think worst case scenarios and just... I went, oh. I remember going to London with my best friend when, and, and at the time I think she had a one and a half year old and I didn't have a kid. And I was like, well, hey, let's get some drinks. And she was like, um, I might have a few. And I'm like, no, come on. And she was like, I just, I don't like feeling out of control no matter how far away from him I am. And I yeah. so get it. Cause she's like, I always just need to be able to get back to him if I need to. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. And it was just yeah. a very, yeah, it's quite horrifying really, but. I don't know. I suppose it was a bit of a rite of passage and we've like, it's <laughs> a lot. And you had a good um, time. It was your friend's 40th. I did. Do you know what? In those few hours, I did have a good time. And do you know what was really lovely is I felt so relaxed knowing she was at home with my sister. My sister said she didn't cry once. She didn't like Amazing. call for me. Nothing. Which part of me could be like, oh, he didn't. But no, I love it because it yeah. means she's not like attached she was having a time of her life it oh, was so cute at your grandparents like, with your cousins that's like the yes. best fun ever we I all know, remember exactly. that and it's really made me like it's it puts such a confidence in me as well because it made me think you know those early days when do you remember and I always go back to that time when Kenny took her for a walk and I started crying because I couldn't yeah. bear her not being with me and then now I'm like happy to hand her over to people I know and love and yeah. trust and it feels amazing because you don't feel any I don't feel any guilt when I was out I didn't feel any anxiety uh, just when I came home um, but yeah. it was you know and it was just great to kind yeah. of um, have that confidence and I feel it now when I leave her with Kenny like I just feel well, I know she's having a great time because she loves oh. being with him and Peggy. So it's just the difference. If you're mm. at that early stage when you just think, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to leave them. It's so nice once you've found that sort of support system. Yes. And, you know, we're not we're not up in Leicester all the time. Sure, it'd be great if they were around here, but I wouldn't rely on them too heavy anyway. But it's just, yeah, it's just lovely. And it's good to know that I can leave her and she's not like, Where, where's my mum? Yes. She's absolutely fine. And, and that's really reassuring. And a bit of mum dancing at the party? Oh, you're not wrong. Did you see my Insta stories? I did, I did. Bit of Groove Armada going on. Oh, here she is. Oh, oh my um, gosh. I would have done a mum talk, but um, again, Jenny, I tried to do a mum talk yes. on our TikTok for the birthday balloons. I can't do it, Jenny. I know I sent you a lot of grandma emojis saying, help me. I just gave up. It's too hard. It's, it's bloody hard, isn't it? Is that not, just me? It's not that It hard. is Jenny. Insta stories, Insta reels. I can do those in a second. But those, joke. Oh, my God. Come you... in. Oh. I've got a guest. Sorry, my childcare's run out. <laughs> the third member of the tripod is here. Hello. Right, you're coming on the podcast again, I'm afraid. Bye-bye. Bye. So, um... 
Bless yeah, her. now you're here, I am going to talk about you. Just bear in mind, there's a child in here, I'm afraid. But she's got a rice cake that should keep her going oh, for a minute. Oh, that's great. Um, They're I so dry, just... they keep them busy for ages. I thought I'd fill you in on her, her routine, because it's so mental, it's funny. Okay. Um, you know, bearing in mind, I, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that my child, yes, you, um, the <laughs> sleep has been sporadic. Uh, did not come naturally to this child. We've been all right. We've got through, but it's so funny. After la- <laughs> she's laughing. After last episode, you know when you were talking about how bears down to one nap, and I yeah. was like, oh, I'm not ready for that. Literally from that day forward, for about three nights, she would only do one nap a day. Oh. And I was not ready for it, Jenny. And she was waking up at 5 to 6 a.m. and I couldn't get back down. And it was a real shock to me. She was sleeping through the night. Yeah. So she'd get... It, this is the problem, right? You just can't have it all, can you? She'd go down between 7 and 8. And then she would sleep through till 5 or 6. Yeah. But I just found... You know, I was just so gutted because we'd just got into these cot naps in the day. And... I thought, you've just taken one of them away from me. How dare you? Like, that's, I feel robbed. So then it, so it went, so it was down to one nap. And I just thought this, I don't know if this is too early. Is this right? What am I doing wrong? What can I just? And then yeah. we went to Leicester for the weekend. Everything went out the window. And obviously she didn't sleep with her cousin. She ended, she co-slept with me. And actually, she slept right next to me all night. Oh, Which was really good. Because the reason I had to pack in co-sleeping is because she'd end up the other side of the bed. But she slept next to me all night. So that was fine. that's very cute. (laughs) Yeah. And she woke up at like 8am. Now we've come back here and we've sort of managed. Today we clawed in a second nap. It was only like 30 minutes. But then last night, she woke four times. Between getting her down at 7 and 1am. She woke four times. And I'm like, what is going on? Then you're up again at 5 got her in bed with me so I couldn't be bothered and she slept until eight I'm just it's all over the shop oh don't and worry I'm, I just know somewhere there's a sweet spot and there's a formula and <laughs> and there's an amount she's meant to sleep in the day and an amount at night but I f- can't be bothered to work it out no if you find that formula tell me because at the moment ours is the same it's so sporadic and I, is it? I hate to say it I do what, think there dreamy is... sleeper bear what yeah I, I really do think there's a one year sleep regression and it's because they're going through so much they're growing they're teething they're learning to walk they're talking now it's wonderful but then it does affect their sleep massively doesn't it it does I mean I'm not, do you know what? I don't complain about it anymore because I am getting big blocks of sleep. So I'm fine. And yeah. we all know sleep deprivation is the real killer. Like I struggled with those 5 to 6 a.m. starts. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was not for me, was it? Mum was so grumpy. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this is my life now. We've got to adjust this somehow. Yeah. But her first nap was like 90 minutes a day. Like right. one of them was pushing two and a half hours. So I think that was the problem. But Today yeah. I did wake her up after an hour. Well, I just walked into her room and was quite noisy. So we'll class that as waking her up. <laughs> oh but but then she had a second nap for 30 minutes. So I'm hoping... I don't know what I'm hoping for, Jenny. I'm just... <laughs> I know. What I'm just going to see what happens tonight. But oh, it was man. just... Um, I don't know. I try... I, I, <sighs> I could try and get into a schedule, but is, is your how way off is Bear then? What is he in unsettled or is he waking earlier or what? He's smashing his daytime naps. He's down by 
just after 11 o'clock every day and he normally does about two hours, two and a half hours and that's great and that's his day nap. But then his night time's been really, he's been waking a lot and he's been impossible to console and get down. But now he's easier to console. That's calmed down after about a fortnight of it. But he's still waking and like he'll wake up at one, he'll wake up at four and then his oh, day really? starts at half five. Oof. So, you know, okay. it's, yeah. it is tough. But then at night he goes down no bother at seven. But, but it's in the night now we're getting it. So mm. it ju- it is what it is, isn't it? And I'm just always grateful that at least now, generally, I'll get an evening as long as I can watch Succession yeah. or watch at least one show and do some stuff. Then And she'll generally go back to sleep pretty quickly mm. as well. Like it will take five minutes to resettle mm. her. So I can handle that. But yeah, it's just... It's just weird, isn't it? I don't know. You think you got to grips with it and then, um, yeah. oh no, it's all going to change. I don't care. I don't, I'm not actually that bothered anymore, like I say. As long as I'm getting some chunks, my big chunks, some chunks of sleep. Um, <laughs> it's okay. And she seems to sleep really well when I go to work at the weekend when I'm up at half four now. So oh. I like to think that she's, uh, she knows. Maybe she's being nice. You being nice? <laughs> I don't know. God knows. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. got a little rant um that i'd like to oh. share um oh do i love a rant go hit me if you know people with kids who in particular are napping and the naps mean the entire day going to plan really and the entire night following going to plan and you able to have a bloody shower while that nap happens oh, yep. do not turn up unannounced I just think generally, if you know someone with a baby, do not turn up unannounced. Yeah. Ever. 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 Because I love you more than likely. And I love seeing your face. And yeah, I want to give you a cuddle, but not if it's not planned. My life now, unfortunately, has to be planned meticulously. And that is just so it can be a bit easier. And I'm wild and carefree and a free spirit and all that stuff. But no, do you know what? I want to plan my day to the minute. Not anymore, you're not. And that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine because you just want your sanity intact and there's nothing wrong with that, Jenny. Yeah, it's that. It's turning up at the house. And also, people like being really late... I mean, even worse, <laughs> early. If you're early, come on. But if you oh, are really yeah. late, I've had like friends who are like, oh, um, meant to be coming around at, say, five. And then they're like, oh, no, it might be nearer seven. I'm like, no, I'm putting a baby to bed. Like, you feel like such a square, but it's really hard, isn't it? It's like, well, you can either come before I put it to bed or after. Otherwise, I'm going to be missing for an hour while I bath my baby and get her to bed. And like, do you know what I mean? You can't be yep. late for people and you can't be... You can't just turn up. Who's been turning up? Can you name and shame? Uh, I can't. I can't. I don't. You don't I'm need not to comfortable name and shame. going into it. No, fine. That's, that's, that's but, fine. But, but when it, they it's... turned up, were you trying to um, like suppress your your blind rage? When they turned up, I was 
it was during the nap time and that was my time to shower and do my makeup and record a show before the afternoon could happen, which was also <laughs> planned within a minute of, you know, every minute was planned out and mapped out and nothing could oh. go wrong. And yeah. and th- it's like, no, no, how mm. dare you just turn up? It's, Sorry it's, that, you know, I wish I wish you could just turn up. But when your life is so out of control with a child, anywhere we can gain control, which is our routine, let us have it. Don't yes. make us feel more out of control than we already feel every exactly. single day. We're not square or anything. We're just, um, oh, no, we are. And that is fine. I don't fine. even care. That is absolutely fine. Call me a square. Don't want to be I'm wild. A, I'm cubed at this point and I'm okay with that because it just makes my day go a little bit better. And yeah. It's, so such, just, a hard, it's such a hard thing to grasp. Like if you don't have kids, it must be just like, what's wrong with you? And yeah, I don't know. I, I remember people leaving things early. Oh, so we've got to put the kids to bed. I'd be like, just keep them up. It's fine. And now I get it. I mean, I will, I can be quite lenient with Eden like I was at the weekend, like my mum, but it's, it's really hard. So on the Sunday, the day after the, my terrible parenting, um, (laughs) my auntie and uncle came over and uh, we got a curry and we were watching the coronation and Eden was just so excited and my mum went, you know, she's not going to go to bed. And annoyingly, my mum was right. And I was like, she's not because there's too much going on. They've got her all riled up. Um, clapping and singing and I just thought well I could go upstairs and try and get you down for an hour and a half or you can just stay up get a bit overtired and then come to bed with me which she did in the end and it was lovely but yeah you do that a few nights in a row your routine's right out the window I mean I'm I don't know what I'm dealing with tonight Jenny but we'll find out oh, oh someone's God. putting a rice cake in my mouth aggressive <laughs> um sorry about that yeah so it's just yeah, yeah routine just keeps us sane it does it does and I, I'm all right with that. So that was my one rant. But here's something lovely. So this week is Cleft Lip and Palette Awareness Week. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that Bear was born with a cleft lip. Um, so I want to use this week to raise awareness and raise some money as well. And um, a charity that we really want to help out are called Clapper, C-L-A-P-A, Cleft Lip and Palette Awareness. Um and they're actually in danger of closing down because they just don't get the funding. And without Clapper we wouldn't have been able to feed our baby we 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 needed very specific bottles that are very expensive because they're they have all these compartments and components so that um a child with a cleft lip or a cleft palate is able to feed because you imagine they can't form a seal around a bottle or a nipple because they've got a gap um so they can't suck so bears bottles he he chomps to get his milk um so Without Clapper, we wouldn't have had that and we wouldn't have had the reassurance and we wouldn't have had the time being given those bottles to practice with them and feel comfortable and confident with them. And they, they do so much for families and they do so much for raising awareness of clefts because I think, um, I wish I knew more about it when I got the diagnosis because it was so scary when I got the diagnosis and I just didn't know anything other than Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix, who's a really cool actor, was born with a cleft. That's yeah. all I knew. Um, yeah. So clapper is so important. So um, it's one in 700 babies that are born with a cleft every year. And so Christian and I, to raise money, want to do something 700 times. But I, for the life of me, I cannot think what we could do. And you're good at this. What no, could... I'm not, Jenny, because I was, I was trying to think about it today when you put it on your, your social media and I was like, what could you do? And I couldn't leave anything very good. Can I just say as well, like, 
you know, with, with your whole experience with Bear, sometimes, you know, because we had so much going on and obviously I was pregnant, whatever, and, and it was always hard for me to get my head around how tough that must have been. But looking back, my God, what you went through, that is phenomenal. And also what they did and obviously the support you had from these guys and also the care that Bear had and the operation. I mean, you just would never have known now, you know, to look mm. at him. Like, do, is that just me? I just think it's absolutely remarkable and yeah. what an incredible organisation they sound like. But also, uh, let's hope, you know, if, if you are listening and you're going through the same, like, what an, it must be so hard. And I know it was very difficult for you, Jenny, and, like, especially when you were pregnant, you just don't know what you're dealing with. Um, yeah. And then you had the operation cancelled and all that kind of stuff. But, my God, what a ride. But what an outcome yeah. as well, you know? It's like, it, it's there was so much going on it must have just been, oh, again, just an absolute head spin. Yeah. And I've had so many messages off uh, cleft parents and people who were, are adults now but were born with clefts. And I, I love it. The, the cleft community is amazing. Everyone looks after each other. Everyone really supports each other and helps each other. And at the forefront of that is Clapper, this charity that we, we really want to help. Um, yeah, so I can't think of it. 700, all I could think of was boring things like squats or 700... <laughs> meters running or that's not really a challenge is it 700 meters or 700 laps around the park with the pram that's a lot though oh that's not bad i'll pick a really tiny park (laughs) yeah a 700 is quite a lot um yeah struggling but if you've got any suggestions let us know sorry i'm not much help on that no it's great no not at all um, well, yeah, let us know on our Instagram, Two New Mums Podcast. Also, follow us there, please. That'd be lovely. Um, and I'll share, once I've set it up, I'll share the link to the Just Giving page. So if you want to donate and help Clapper, that'd be massively appreciated as well. Yeah, they sound amazing. Um, apologies for my child um, and my childcare situation yet again. But hey, guess what? I think I've got, I might have some childcare. So uh, maybe one day I can do this without a child just... Um, sitting on my lap and swallowing things she shouldn't which she has been throughout this so um oh. sorry about that <laughs> yes right let's get you out of here <laughs> all right let's see you next week 